0: The material shared within this podcast is based on the personal experiences and learnings of the presenter. Coloplast has paid the presenter for sharing this information. Nothing within this podcast is intended to be used as medical advice and or used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Welcome to the Coloplast Professional Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast. Where we explore various important topics related to ostomies and continence. I am your host, Nina Willen. I am a certified wound ostomy continence nurse and clinical consultant with Coloplast. Today's podcast guest is Mary Mahoney. Mary is a wound ostomy continence nurse at Unity Point at Home, where she and her WOC nurse team use their expertise to consult and collaborate with field clinicians providing care to patients in their home via telehealth. She is also adjunct faculty with the WebWalk Nursing Education Program. Mary is the past president and a board member of the Wound Ostomy Continence Nursing Certification Board. She has presented at national conferences and has authored several articles for the Journal of Wound Ostomy Continence Nursing. Today's podcast topic is, you're a new WOC nurse, now what? What? So, Mary, thank you for joining me to talk about this. Thank you, Nina. This is a a great specialty, but it can be daunting when you're brand new. How would you guide a novice WOC nurse transitioning from a staff nurse role in their same facility? That's a great question, Nina,
0: and one that is probably thought of by many of our new WOC nurses. And I myself had the same type of transition. I was a staff nurse in the hospital and had to transition to a WOC nurse in my own facility. And I needed to establish that my WOC nurse role is different um, and you might not feel a part of a team anymore. I was all alone and it can be lonely if you're the only one. So you also need to deal with um, establishing kind of a different relationship with the nurses and the doctors in the facility, because you will be a consultant and educator and work on a different level than the staff nurse. And you might experience uh, possibly even some jealousy from former co-workers, or they may think it's awesome and they may support you completely, which I fortunately had a lot of that and I'm sure I grew and blossomed because I had that support. But just know that um, you're not alone when you do transition from a staff nurse role into your own facility. It's been done before and if you have any frustrations or questions to be sure to reach out to other colleagues. I think it depends on whether you transition into a full department of WOC nurses versus like in my situation where I, I went from uh WOC nurse to my own department. Uh, and, and I think that makes a difference there because if you have a group or a department of WOC nurses, you can transition as a part of a team versus
1: a sole survivor. <laughs> <laughs> What about if it's someone who is a new WOC nurse, but they're starting at a new facility? How could that look different? That could be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That could be Mm -hmm. real overwhelming. Because not
0: only are you starting as a new WOC nurse and all that knowledge and and kind of uh, that level, uh, but you're also trying to learn the staff, the nurses, the doctors. You want to learn the culture there who really does run the organization, and you need to also establish your new role. So as a new nurse at a new facility, uh, you want to be disciplined, confident, and definitely find a mentor. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And even that mentor may not be within the facility. You know, it could be somebody outside the facility, but to have somebody to go to, I just remember having a couple of my mentors on speed dial, because I was the only one and to be able to call them was invaluable because they couldn't be right there. Yes. Um, but then I also had some great leadership mentors within the facility. And just because they weren't WOC nurses, they were still great mentors in that leadership and that change of role. Too. That's a really good so. point.
0: I think sometimes the mentors just naturally are the people we did our clinicals with. Mm-hmm. And that can be just a Like you say, have them on speed dial. (laughs) I need to have this question answered right away. Uh, But uh, also just those informal mentors that we have at the facility themselves, just being able to ask maybe another uh, colleague who is in a maybe education role or something like that where we can just ask questions is very helpful.
1: So what advice, I think you've already given some great advice, what uh, advice do you have for a solo novice um, WOC nurse?
0: Right. Well, uh,
1: I can't emphasize
0: knowing your profession really well. So study your WOC nursing and review it. Know it really well. Uh, Be super engaged during your clinical to build that confidence in your ability to practice as a WOC nurse. Don't be shy and working during your clinicals. Um, Be you know stand up for yourself and and learn all you can while you have that uh, clinical educator there Um, be sure to purchase the scope and standards from the wocn that helps you learn how to build a formulary Uh, i would suggest you are join or be asked to be on the value analysis team your expertise uh, will touch many many patients in the hospital we the products we use are vital to some of the patient care in the hospital or the home care. Know your state laws, what you can and can't do. Some states allow debridement, for example, some don't. And be sure to build your relationships with the staff and the doctors. Food. Is always a good way to, to get your uh, foot in the door. Chocolates, bringing good. treats, chocolates, <laughs> exactly. Um, actually, uh, back in the day, we would make stoma cookies. We'd make cookies with little stomas on them, <laughs> Love it. Uh, just to sort of break the ice and uh, allow that engagement of doctors and nurses alike. I would say one of the biggest tools we all have in our toolbox, every one of us, is to smile. Make sure that when you're working with doctors and patients and nurses, that you smile. Uh, they, be Be passionate about your work and enjoy your work. But also, we have to validate why we have a job. So keep statistics. Keep numbers of patients, the types of patients. And that's also in that Scope and Standards book. It kind of helps give you an idea of what statistics you should keep to um, be sure that you can validate why you need to have this position in the
1: agency. Absolutely. Talk about handling the, um, you are the expert, quote, (laughs) unquote, um, expectation that a, a novice WOC nurse may encounter, especially but not only if they're the only one, I mean, you can certainly have it if you have a big team of WOC nurses. I think there's just a general perception, um, which is a good thing that we are the experts in our field. Um, but sometimes for a novice WOC nurse, that can be daunting. It can be very scary, Yeah,
0: very scary. I remember that seeing patients when I was a novice WOC nurse and and not knowing exactly what to do and the staff nurse standing there going, well, you're the expert and... I, I just remember getting the uh, deer-in-the-headlight look on my face, uh, but trying to maintain that, yes, I've been through school. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm confident uh, that I can do this. I might need to go back to my books and, and look up the answer, but I can do this. I think the underlying theme, though, should be that you need to stick to your evidence-based practice. Be sure that you are using the research And the knowledge that is out there and that you're not just making up answers and just going on a hunch. Uh, make sure that you use your evidence-based practice. And if you need a mantra, you know, it could be something like, I know more than they do. I really know more than they do. I really
1: do because I have been to school. Yeah.
0: Uh, And and maybe I don't know the answer right now, but Mm -hmm. I will
1: look up the answer Mm -hmm. to the question. And I think that's exactly right. Not to be afraid of saying, you know, I'm not sure, but I'm Mm going to find out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember the first few times somebody said to me, well, you're the expert. I remember looking behind me, like, who are they, who are they <laughs> talking to? Right. But, but I think there is a level of trust that's quickly established. Once you do, you are following those evidence-based guidelines and your physicians and your other providers and nurses that you work with um, can see that there's positive outcomes coming from the treatments that you recommend. I think that then leads to more confidence in, um, like, living up to that expert title, if you will. That is so true.
0: So true. When you write your recommendations, it's important to to write specifically what you want, but you're not writing it just because it's the cutest or latest or fluffiest Mm -hmm. dressing out there. You write support why you are Mm -hmm. writing that recommendation. And in that, you are helping them learn you're empowering them in their, you know, situation as well. So it, it's a win-win when you
1: follow the evidence. Absolutely. How can you utilize and learn from your more experienced coworkers or other healthcare providers, whether that be um, like a team of WOC nurses or other? Um, non-WOC nurses?
0: That's a good question. And I would say sometimes when you sit around with people who are more experienced than you, be sure to, well, or don't be afraid to be vulnerable, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to know what you don't know and ask questions. Nurses, WOC nurses are willing to share stories or to help, um, help you learn. And I think the best place to do that is to attend the WOC nursing conferences. The lectures themselves are fabulous, they're high level, they're cutting edge, they're interesting and educational, but it's also a great time to network, to meet other people. So join the WOCN Society because there you have access to the journal. And you have access to member forums and that's another way to find a mentor or to look up answers to your questions that maybe have already been
1: asked and i remember too learning so much from the physicians that i worked with Mm -hmm. like maybe endocrinology comes to mind or even general surgery colorectal vascular like gleaning knowledge that's pertinent to our specialty That we can, we may not be responsible for, you know, treatment of certain things, but just knowing some of that background knowledge is so helpful for us to um, establish our plan of care.
0: Exactly. And it's that whole rapport and collaboration, working with the uh with the doctors and and yes you are a little bit vulnerable in asking a question kind of you know maybe i sound stupid asking this question but doctors like knowing that you're kind of on the same playing field then they they
1: like to share their knowledge i know this question is subjective but how long would you say it takes for a new wc nurse to feel comfortable in their role well that's kind of funny nina because um I know what you're trying to ask,
0: (laughs) but you're assuming I feel comfortable after 26 years. (laughs) Uh, Really, it depends on if you have solid colleagues uh, to befriend you and to mentor you along the way, and if you allow yourself to be taught by those friends and mentors. Uh, But I would say, you know, a couple years, a a year to Mm -hmm. two years, to really start to feel the groove of... What you're doing and have an organized way to
1: manage your day. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. How about uh, in the same vein? How long does it take to transition from novice to proficient and then to expert? And again, subjective. I realize.
0: Yeah, it's very subjective, but and part of it depends on what your experience was prior to being a WOC nurse. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, worked at a wound healing center, or some people worked in an agency where they were considered the wound nurse. I know that happens at uh, nursing homes, for instance. They'll just appoint this certain nurse as a wound nurse and you get to do a lot of the care. Well, you gain a lot of experience just providing the care. So it, it does depend on what your experience level is, but I would say several years of practice helps. And it also depends on how engaged you are. Uh, you aren't going to be an expert if you graduate from WOC school and just start practicing and, and think that you know it all. Um, you become an expert by being engaged in your society and reading the journals and, and being part of the, the research projects and becoming involved with the evidence-based documents. That also helps
1: bring you to a higher level. What are some resources for a new WOC nurse uh, regarding products? But then I think also regarding you know the the research and the different um, the journal and that sort of thing. What are some resources out there that you could recommend?
0: I think I've mentioned it a few times, but going to conference is just a huge bonus uh, and and so stimulating and inspiring. Uh, The vendor halls are full of products and representatives of those companies are know their products in and out and can help you learn the the different aspects that you need to know as you're caring for your patients so going to conferences and visiting the vendor halls is a huge place but if you can't get there or in addition to that i would say read the journal There's ads in the journal that will help introduce you to new products or help establish what uh, you need to know about their products. Meet with the sales reps if you can. Um, I used a catalog from a supplier. So it was a vendor that makes a catalog, and they categorized all the different products. So that helped me when I was a new nurse, new WOC nurse, And I knew I wanted something to absorb. I would go to the absorbent category and say, oh, yes, I wanted that alginate or I needed this particular style of foam uh, to help absorb. So using that um, as a resource was uh, good for me and maybe it would help for you, too. But be sure anything you do is
1: evidence based. Excellent. And you talked about this earlier earlier. Um, when you were giving some advice, uh, great advice, but maybe expound on how a new WOC nurse can show their value to their facility or their agency.
0: Yeah, I think ultimately you need to be a good business person and develop a method to keep your statistics. How are you making a difference? So that can be in the shape of an Excel sheet um, and, and pure numbers and develop metrics. How is it you are making a difference? What are the outcomes that you are making a difference? Another way is to have surveys, if possible, to survey your patients. So yes, numbers make a difference. But what are the patient anecdotal stories where you're making a difference? All of that can help build your practice into a a viable,
1: supportive practice. And I think too, just even bringing that expertise that we do have, um, unique to wounds and ostomy, continence, pressure, injury prevention, all of that. Like there's so much education that we can do for the staff. Um, In a lot of hospitals, I know education isn't always the highest priority, unfortunately, for nursing staff. And so I think to highlight that we can be a resource and an education go-to for the staff nurses. Great, that yes, really helps. great comment. And yes, we play a
0: key role in education, mm-hmm. whether it's formal education in a classroom or you're just empowering that nurse at the bedside to know more about
1: taking care of a patient. Yeah. So there's we do play a key role in education. And, and one thing, I was going to go back a couple questions because you mentioned going to conference. Do you have any suggestions for nurses who maybe have trouble getting their facility to send them to conference mm-hmm. or to pay? Um, maybe is there regional conferences or different things that are an alternative or suggestions to justify needing to go to national conference?
0: Well, in answer to the regional question, yes, there are regional conferences, um, uh, within the WOCN Society, there are regions, and, and they have very high-level conferences uh, around the United States. But I would highly encourage you to find ways to find the money to get to conference. A lot of people share a hotel room to help curtail the costs of a hotel room, for instance, but the actual return on investment is huge. And even if you can't get there every year to try to get there every other year or, you know, at least once in a while, uh, because the atmosphere there is so stimulating and inspiring that um, it's it's invaluable. You, it, it's just like a totally something agree. you need to do. <laughs> yes,
1: And I think it always re-energizes you right. for what you do and the passion that you have for this specialty. Exactly. You can go to conference. Exactly. Yeah. So in closing, what are your final words of wisdom for a new WOC nurse?
0: Well, (laughs) WOC nursing is a very noble profession. And um, you get to help your patients with your expertise when they are at a very vulnerable point in their life. And it's very gratifying work. Uh, So the words of wisdom are to continue to learn Be engaged, become involved in the WOCN society, and be a good role model and mentor to others and learn from others
1: in the society. Perfectly said. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bowel and Bladder Matters podcast, part of Coloplast Professional where we believe clinician education related to ostomies and continence matters. For more educational resources from Coloplast, visit us at coloplast.us/professional.